people uh, who are poor or without insurance end up in different hospitals. Because those hospitals have patients without insurance, they have fewer resources. And those hospitals, therefore, are less likely to even have on staff people in certain surgical specialties. Welcome to NPR's Planet Money. I'm Khanna Jaffe-Walt. And I'm David Kestenbaum. Today is Friday, November 20th. And that was Dr. Atul Gawande, Harvard surgeon, medical journalist, and New Yorker writer we are all jealous of. You heard at the top talking about the results of a recent study he conducted. And the study found that uninsured patients with traumatic injuries like car crashes, falls, and gunshot wounds, they were almost twice as likely to die in the hospital as similarly injured patients who had health insurance. And today, my friends, we are talking more health care. We're going to take an international radio trip. And this show is actually a, a blockbuster sequel to a previous podcast you might have heard right here where we tried to figure out how it is possible that you have two places, a hospital and an outpatient medical facility, down the street from one another that offer MRIs at completely different prices. The outpatient place down the street can offer the very same MRI, the same scan, for half the price. And it turns out that neither place, that's a great deal, half the price, but neither place comes anywhere close to the deal that you can get in Japan. And that is the mystery that we are going to tackle today on the show. Um, And that brings us to our Planet Money Indicator, delivered to us special by healthcare economist Professor Naoki Ikigami. Do you know how much an MRI costs in Japan? It's about $160. So you want to get some pretty pictures of your lumbar spine in Japan? It's just 160 bucks. Right. And you want to get some pretty pictures of your lumbar spine in New Haven, Connecticut? Howie Foreman actually did that recently, and it was his very first MRI. Uh, I forget exactly. It was something in excess of $3,000. And, and that was really shocking to you? Yeah, it surprises me because I know that the maximum amount of time it takes to do the imaging is about an hour. But still, it shocks me to think that in one hour you could bill, you know, $3,000 plus for something that gets done. So there's a reason that Howie knows that the maximum time it takes for an MRI is an hour because he is a radiologist. He's a radiologist who, after decades in the field, did not know how much an MRI actually costs. And he's not just a radiologist. I am a professor of diagnostic radiology, uh, and also of management, also of public health, and also of economics at Yale University. That's a lot of titles. Now, Dr. Foreman's insurance company actually only paid $1,700 for his MRI because, as we've established before on the show, what hospital charges is not actually what the insurer often ends up paying. Had Dr. Foreman been without health insurance, he would have been responsible for the full 3000 But the point is, it is expensive. And if he went to a place down the road to a standalone facility, it could be half that price. But no way is he going to get down to the Japanese price of $160. So how does Japan work this incredible magic? Well, it turns out it's by law. Japan just sets the prices. MRIs of any kind, it's 160 bucks. 160 bucks. So, David, you and I got really stuck on this number. Obsessed because, like, holy crap, I mean, they're 10 times cheaper. I mean, is, is our health system that messed up? I mean, Hannah, we've talked a lot about how the accepted wisdom is that the waste in the U.S. healthcare system is because of overtreatment, people getting procedures that they don't need done. But this suggests there's this other huge source of waste, which is just that we are simply overpaying for everything. 
And you see this number, the number that Japan pays for MRIs in the press sometimes. We actually read it in an op-ed in the Washington Post. And the take in that op-ed was that, you know, Japan has figured it out. They keep their costs down by setting the prices. But we had a bunch of questions about that. Like, you can't just set the price to be whatever you want. You can't make it a dollar for an MRI, right? The, the MRI machine costs something to buy. You have to pay radiologists and you have to pay the electricity bills. And that is true both in Japan and the U.S. And we visited that outpatient MRI place in Pensacola, Florida, and they seemed like a, a pretty efficient shop. They said they had pretty thin margins uh, and they were still charging around $450 for an MRI. So how is it that Japan can charge so little? I mean, one tenth or less than a third of that price. How is it possible they can do that and still cover costs? And so begins our international medical mystery tour. Unfortunately, it's not going to be a totally smooth tour or one where you feel satisfied and happy at the end, like you got your money's worth. Oh, come on, honey. It's going to be great. It, it was surprisingly hard to find answers, though. We, and by we, I mean mostly you, Hannah, actually spent weeks on this talking to healthcare economists, MRI center administrators, all the smart people in the world. And a lot of them said they just did not know why MRIs were so cheap in Japan, or they gave different reasons. Which seemed really crazy to us. But actually, I found... One of the first reasons, when I was at Dr. Foreman's, the Yale radiologist, so he showed me this bill and, you know, told me how shocked he was by it. And then he actually walked me through their radiology department, and he pointed out every single amazing fancy machine they have. We were standing in front of this one CT scanner, and Dr. Foreman actually told me he is always in awe of the things they can do today. You know, this piece of equipment, which has only been here about a year now, is much better than what we had even just four or five years ago. And we're able to do things with it that we weren't able to do in the past. So, so what can this do that you couldn't do a few years ago? You couldn't, quote, stop a heart a few years ago. So now you scan so fast. Did you just say you can stop a heart? Well, it, it, from an imaging standpoint, it looks like it stops the heart because you don't see that motion. And so unless you could scan really, really fast, the heart is always in motion. Now we scan so fast that it effectively stops the heart, and you can look at the coronary arteries as though they're not moving. David, turns out in Japan, they don't have machines that stop hearts. Or maybe they do, but they don't have as many as we do. In the U.S., we tend to demand the best and the most state-of-the-art equipment. And most people, for a lot of scans, probably don't need the machine that stops the heart. But a small number of them do. And not just that. Dr. Foreman showed me machines that stop babies from crying. No way. Okay, they don't really stop babies from crying. But they are machines that have gotten so good that we don't need to put kids to sleep to give them a simple scan. 20 years ago, this child would have required sedation to do imaging on him. As you can see, he's already getting ready to cry. He is crying now. And um, it would be impossible to scan a child crying 20 years ago. Sound effects. Um, and uh, now we can put him down on the table, stabilize his head on the table. You can see our technologists are trying to amuse him with toys. But whether he calms down or not, the entire scan will take 20 seconds. His mother or father can stay in the room with him. But irrespective of that, in the past, we never would have succeeded in imaging him unless, uh, um, unless we sedated him. Now we don't have to sedate him. So, Hannah, learning that actually makes me feel a little better because, we, you know, we pay more because we get more. Our babies don't have to be sedated. Our machines can stop hearts. We can detect tiny problems, maybe cancer that you'd miss in Japan. We're paying more, but we're getting more. 
Right, but it doesn't explain everything. I mean, we pay 10 times more. It's 160 in Japan and 1700 for Dr. Foreman's scan here. These machines, even though they might stop hearts, they don't cost 10 times as much. So we had to keep looking. And the next explanation does have to do with the cost of the machines. So we tend to have fancier machines here, but even when one place in Japan does buy the fanciest, newest Siemens MRI machine, they actually pay less for it for that same machine than we do. I called manufacturers all over the world, GE, Siemens, Hitachi, manufacturers who make MRI machines. And for the most part, prices of these machines are secret, so they're not going to come out and tell you, yes, we charge Americans twice as much. But several did confirm that the trend is for prices to be much higher here, even for the same exact machine that they're selling in Japan. And that's in part because Japan sets its price for MRI so low. So to get into the market, manufacturers lower their price. I sort of imagine an MRI manufacturer going to a Japanese hospital and saying, this machine is $1 million. And the hospital says, come on, guys, you know, we only get $160 per MRI scan by law. I can't pay you a $1 million. And the MRI company says, look, we sunk a lot of money into making this machine. There's all that research and development. And even just making the creating this physical machine that we're going to sell you, that costs $400,000. So then the hospital comes back and says, okay, all right, we'll give you 450000 for it. That's your imagined conversation. Yeah, totally imagined, GE totally made up the, numbers. Right. Um, and then the question that that raises, of course, is why aren't the American hospitals and doctors who are buying these machines out in the street saying, no way, we're going to pay a million dollars when you only charge the Japanese half of that? So I called some hospitals and doctors who buy these machines, and it turns out, like the radiologist who doesn't know how much an MRI costs, a lot of them don't actually know that they pay much more than Japan does. They're much more focused on, you know, getting intel about how much the guy down the street pays than how much they pay in Japan. And the ones that did know, they sort of shrugged about it. Like, they just say, that's the way things are. We could never get those prices. Like drugs, we just pay a lot more than the rest of the world. All right, so let's sum things up so far. Our MRI scans cost more here because, one, we have fancier machines, and, two, we pay more for the machine than Japan does. It seems like that alone, though, doesn't quite explain why an MRI scan here can be 10 times the price of Japan. Well, there is one more stop on this medical mystery tour, David, the Internet. So after our last MRI show, we got a bunch of emails from you all out there, including one from Dr. Michiko Kinura Bruno. She's a Japanese trained neurologist. She lives in Hawaii now. And she said, you have to think about the fact that Japanese people really love MRIs. And she described to me what happens if you type MRI into a search engine in Japanese. You get all these ads for tons of places to get your MRI. Come get your full body MRI here. And there's warnings that a stroke can hit you all of a sudden at any time. You need to come get two brain scans over at this place. And then there was this one place. One of the other websites that I saw had different courses. So they have senior courses they have ladies' courses. Um, they have deluxe course, which is a complete, not just brain um, MRI, but a whole scan of entire body. Also, um, it kind of links you to a local attraction. So these, some of the these MRI, if it's all-day MRI, it, it takes overnight. So you would go in. It's like almost like a spa. You stay overnight, and you get all these tests so people come Wait, did you say other... it's like a spa it's almost like a spa kind of thing they they show you the rooms that you can stay and um 
you know, um, they also advertise local attractions. So <laughs> when you go through these MRIs, you can also go to temple, local temples and local sightseeing areas. So you can do the screening and sightseeing at the same time. Get a little MRI, get a little temple tour. Exactly. Um, there's a testimonial saying, um, one man saying, I did it this for my 40th, 40th birthday, and it, he gives uh, little tips on getting bus discount to get there so that he can save some money. So, David, Dr. Kinora Bruno says Japanese people just love MRIs. And it's true, Japan has the highest per capita number of CT and MRI machines in the world. And some people argue you have to add this to the reason why Japan can charge so little because so many people are wanting to get them. So if you were in the business of giving MRI scans, if you had to buy the MRI machine, you can make up that cost more quickly by getting tons of people in to get MRIs. On the other hand, maybe MRIs are popular because prices are so low. The government has actually set up this situation where doctors and hospitals have to get more people MRI'd to be able to cover their costs. Yeah, so I think it's hard to figure out what's going on. But either way, Japanese people are probably getting more MRIs than they need, which is really interesting because their health care costs are so low. I mean, in the U.S., right, overtreatment, we think, is to blame for a, a large part of the enormous cost of health care here. So we are getting more done to us than we need. And I asked Dr. Kinura Bruno about that. You know, she's telling me how much her Japanese patients love MRIs. It's really interesting. I don't know how you don't, like, all think that everything is wrong with you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I guess, um, I, I think, I mean, to be honest, you know, what I notice, um, the difference between Japanese patients that I have in American patients, Japanese patients think I'm I'm supposed to just order tests, and if I tell them it's normal, they're happy. Where and they're 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 just happy that when tests were normal, they feel reassured. Whereas American people come, they come because they have symptoms, they they have headaches, they're dizzy, they want to know why. So I, if I tell them it's normal, they they almost look like they're not satisfied. You know, they they it doesn't explain their symptoms. So maybe they view it a little bit differently. The Japanese people just want to get them right on and feel good about themselves and go about their business and come back six months later or a year later with their vacation and get it done again. So Japan, it sounds like, has a bigger overtreatment problem than we do, at least when it comes to MRIs. But the scans cost less, so they end up wasting less money. In some ways, this feels like a success story. They've solved the cost problem by setting the prices. So Japan spends less per person on radiology than we do in the U.S., because they force the manufacturers to lower their prices and they don't have everyone using the fancy heart-stopping machine that most people don't really need. So the question that I have after all of this is just, has Japan figured something out? Is this a better way to do things? They do have less fancy machines, right? So I mean, people here seem to want them. And the radiologists we talk to say, oh, no, I would definitely want to use the fancy machine, right? right? But there's this other thing, which is that, you know, one argument is that a, a big reason Japan can keep their costs low, as we talked about, is that we here in the U.S. are paying more. I mean, I think the MRI manufacturers would agree. Their perspective is we got to cover our research and development costs. So if Japan's just going to pass the cost of making the actual machine, and you, you in the United States want to do that too now, we're just going to have to raise prices for everyone. 
But Hannah, until that happens, I have an idea for how we should fund Planet Money. I think we should import a bunch of MRI machines from Japan for half price and sell them on the street. <laughs> You're not the first brilliant person to think of that, David. They actually make it very hard to do that with licensing and all that <laughs> All stuff. right. We'll have to go back to our original plan, which is we're going to sell your kidney. Your kidney is not mine. Oh, my kidney. Okay. All right. I think that's it for today. Check us out online at npr.org slash money or send us email. Tell us what you think of the show. Planet Money at npr.org. I'm David Kestenbaum. And I'm Hannah Jaffe-Wald. Thanks for listening. <laughs>